Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It's the 31st of January, 2023, final day of the month. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney here with David Scott. Hey, Scotty, another, uh, well, let's call it a lackluster day. We'll get to the eco data in a moment, but pretty flat finish for the local market. Yeah, a fizzer. We had a bit of a flurry early on and uh, above that 7,500 level again. And then just faded in the afternoon. We saw a bit of selling coming through in some of the regional indices. But a soggy end to the month after what's been a pretty strong one, it's got to be said. And uh, yeah, uh, data today was interesting. And uh, we've now logged our first back-to-back decline for the benchmark so far in 2023. Oh, good stat. Fun fact. I'll be peddling that tonight. So 7,477, the final figure down 0.07% week to date. And I know it's just two trading days off by a quarter of 1%. We have been talking about all the risk events on the horizon, so we don't, I don't think, need to do that again. I will note that the Emerging Companies Index is down by 2%, the small ORDs off by more than 1%. So it just brings to mind a conversation I had with Richard Ivers from Prime Value Asset Management. He thinks that the outlook for small caps is improved, but he does warn that it's not time to go all in just yet. And Scuddy, he gave me three value small cap picks our listeners can access those picks via the show notes. But um, to to the broader point, you know, th- there's sort of a reason. <laughs> there's a reason to to be a little bit, uh, a little bit more conservative right now. Yeah, I'm just looking at the performance today, actually, on the uh, ASX 20 relative to the small ordinance index, which is give a good litmus test as to appetite between large and, to, and smaller stocks. And uh, ASX 20 up 0.4%, very different to uh, obviously the 200. The other small ordinaries down 1.2%. So it probably fits to that view that, uh, yeah, when things don't go right uh, at this point in time, it's generally going to be the smaller end of town that's going to feel the brunt of it. So, yeah, uh, Richard's always uh, always good with his views, and I'm glad he's back on the program. Yeah, I, I think I called in a favor to, to get him on. Uh, he's just uh, in demand. Um, look, let's get to that retail sales report, shall we, Scuddy? Uh, it's got, well, it's really interesting to compare it to the hot inflation read yesterday. I mean, has this, is this the penny dropping in terms of consumer spending? Is that going to be enough for the RBA? not going to be enough in isolation but i think it's pretty clear that i know excluding the 3.9 percent drop in uh, in december which is incredibly ugly in face value and i'm sure that a lot of the uh the news bulletins and i'll be leading about how there's a, a consumer strike and everything else but in the context of what we saw over the december quarter now we don't know the exact volume figures that came through but we've got a rough idea as to what likely to expect we're looking at a, a decline in volumes in retail sales for the quarter of somewhere probably between 0.6 to maybe 1%. 
Now, to put that in context, you don't see that outside of economic crises period. So it's, it's quite a pronounced drop. There's been a clear skew away to, uh, to the services side of the equation. But it just is that first chink in the armory that's a whole mantra about, I know, resilient uh, consumer spending. We know that it uh, works in cycles, and clearly when it comes to the good side of the equation, we are now starting to soften up pretty quickly. All right. Uh, well, look, we're going to be seeing uh, the evidence of that in the upcoming earnings season. Retail is one area of the market that literally everybody has a view on right now. I spoke with um, Elon Miller from AL Capital a little bit earlier on. He's, again, very skeptical about some of those um, you know, consumer-facing parts of the uh, of the stock market, but uh, he gives his view on expectations for the miners, for the banks, and he also gave me three stocks that he thinks will be worth more broken up. He's uh, in for a big breakup for some of these companies. So you can find that online at ausbiz.com.au. Um, ben Clark from TMS Capital gave us a buy, hold, sell. I actually don't know what they are today, so I will be listening along with you. And those are available via the show notes. Otherwise, Scotty, today we had China data out. Uh, it's the first time we've had China data in a little while to chew over. And it looks as if economic activity has come back to growth in January, at least according to the official PMI. So again, you know, just that tailwind to the global growth story. I think you spoke with, um, I think you spoke with George Baboris this morning, who says that China coming back online is likely, you know, going to help prevent some sort of global recession. Yeah, but he said it's going to be in fits and starts. So don't mm -hmm. expect that big bang stimulus we saw post uh, the GSC. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more nuanced on this occasion. So we saw that. No real surprise. You'd expect to go and see a snapback because, hey, people can go and have more freedom in what they choose now. And you expect that we're going to flow through to the dark. Yeah, we saw Asian markets. I think you referenced it earlier. Just a little bit weaker today. Oh, I was trying to avoid all the event risk, but we can't, can we? What was your chat with Steve, Steve Sosnick from Interactive Brokers like? He said we're expecting to see a Jackson Hole, Jerome Powell. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, we're... <laughs> no, Glass half full uh, is not going to be uh, on the menu on this occasion. Uh, Reagan's is going to come out all guns blazing. Uh, I, I referenced the seven-minute speech, of course, at Jackson Hall. I said, is that what we can expect? And he basically said yes. And also came across some, uh, some really interesting uh, commentary. We know that uh, Interactive Brokers has got a lot of options activity that's attached to the platform. And so you get some great insights as to what's going on. Gives us some clues as to what the market is thinking about earnings risk when it comes to those, uh, those tech titans later on in the week. And also the level of speculation we're now seeing. He says that there's not just you know, activity in the marketplace now for hedging purposes, but there's clear evidence of uh, YOLO, speculative stonks activity again, which uh, pretty much fits with some of the other moves we've been seeing recently. That typically doesn't end well over a long-term time horizon. Oh, boy. Yep. Okay. Uh, what does that mean? Well, it's uh, a bit concerning that we've got speculators and, you know, coming back into the market, particularly at quarterly earnings time tonight. It kicks it up a notch. We have Mondelez, uh, obviously, you know, really exposed to the global consumer and also input prices. We've got McDonald's tonight. We've got Exxon, ExxonMobil tonight. So, uh, yeah, some pretty good ones to hang our hats on. Pfizer, Philips, Caterpillar, that uh, global economic barometer, which we'll see some f follow through when it comes to seven group holdings here locally tomorrow. So lots to keep us occupied in terms of earnings. You can listen to that interview with Steve Sosnick via the show notes as well. I'm very promo heavy today, Scuddy. I'm not quite sure why. Um, we've had a lot of quarterlies 
out here locally today. I mean, you've been looking at the market movements. Megaport is one hard to, to look past. You know, again, uh, these landmines still out there, even though, you know, the value of a lot of these companies have already come down significantly. Yeah, uh, stocks and downgrade cycles, be cautious. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're long duration or not, and uh, discount rates have been dropping and everything else. We got it a first-hand experience today that uh, when economic conditions don't work in your favor, um, things can get pretty nasty, and I uh, saw that today, over 20% down. The Megaport and Mega Splat, as I called in the newsletter, there's also some uh, pretty ugly results uh, outside the 200. Bubs was, uh, was one casualty mm-hmm. today. Also, Dubber. Uh, was a bit in the walls, both double-digit declines coming through. But on the other side of the occasion, uh, Money Me, uh, a nice little 66% pop on a statutory profit being reported for the first time. So wasn't that nice for shareholders to see? Yeah, it was. So I hate to be a downer, but uh, Independence Group was one of the worst. I called it Independence Group. It's now called IGO. Some habits die hard. Um, But it was out today with its quarterly update. One of the worst performers Uh, Nickel and concentrate output down 26%. It was the stock of the day. Let's have a listen to what our expert guests on the call had to say. We are not really haven't been considering the explorers um, uh, or anything that's more than 12 months off. So, but, you know, you've got a whole, I I would say, look, if you, if you own it, you're holding it. I think if you're coming in with fresh money, I think you'll probably get somewhere around the $13 mark because I think, the market's probably in for a bit of um, a bit of downside over the next okay. couple of months. Our view is that uh, lithium is likely to stay stronger for longer, yeah. uh, not in a straight line. Uh, but MIN is our main lithium stock, which funny because it never gets mentioned. It rarely gets mentioned in the press when they're talking lithium because it's not pure play. No, lithium. no, no. it's a big. Lith- it's I think it's number four in the world now. Right. Yeah, okay. something like that. Yeah. So that is a, well, as our lovely producer Jack calls it, a double hold, double hold coming from the double Mark Gardner and Mark Moreland from Team Invest. Mark Gardner, of course, from Macro Capital. Uh, so listen, Scuddy, um, tonight we talked about earnings um, on the data horizon. We've got some housing reports out of the United States. You know, I had a chat with Alex Pekulis from Harper's Bernays today. You know, everybody... I mean, it's common knowledge that the U.S. housing market is sort of a harbinger of recession, and it's one of the first sort of areas of the economy to start rolling over in a rising interest rate environment. But look, lots of people are saying there's little green shoots coming in the U.S. housing market. He favors, I'll give it away, James Hardy, uh, you know, beaten up, lots of the bad news in, you know, but one of those companies to get into or to hold, you know, as we start to see signs that the economy is improving. So I'll be interested in that housing market data tonight. And I think we've got the Chicago um, Manufacturing Index, don't we? Yeah, the Chicago PMI, uh, another one of those regional uh, indices, which uh, tends to yo-yo around from one month to the next. Uh, whether it creates uh, any long-lasting uh, information you can go and hold on to or just noise is, uh, is debatable as well. But uh, it'll be out there and we'll probably be talking about tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Uh, listen, we've got great guests lined up throughout the day. Of course, we'll be speaking to some of these companies that have got their quarterlies coming out. Uh, today, we had Star Pharma, for example. Didn't have a chance to squeeze in Jackie Fairley, who is the CEO, but we will be speaking with her at about 11.30. So looking forward to that. And uh, who do you have coming up on the Global View tomorrow, Scuddy? Uh, good question. I don't know. <laughs> okay, let me see. Oh, now my calendar has... Jack, Jack's... Jack's- 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, tomorrow is. I think we're gonna have first um, of Feb. It's a Wednesday. Daniel Ives. Uh, we've got Daniel Ives from Wedbush. He'll be talking tech, no doubt. Of course, we still are waiting for those big tech. See, between the two of us, Scotty, we, we get there. We get there eventually. Um, Henry Jennings will join us at 10. Also, Eleanor Cray for property. She's from Prop Track. And Jesse Curtis, Centuria uh, Retail REIT is one of those um, listed entities that was out with the quarterly today. So I'll be chatting with him at 10.30. Look, um, shall we call it a day? I think so. I'll go brush up on who my guests are for the upcoming day. <laughs> I totally, totally dropped you in that one. But yeah, the retail sales data was the big local data point today. Clearly um, coming in lower than expected. But, uh, you know, sometimes, as we've talked about many, many times, that bad news can be good news in terms of the interest rate hiking cycle. We will see. That's coming up next week, of course. But um, yeah, uh, we hope this economy makes it through. Uh, Scotty, I'll see you tomorrow. I have hope. See you tomorrow.